This is Deep Natter. A couple weeks ago, we asked what you'd like to see in a new photo community. And in this episode, we're talking about some of your responses, as well as sharing a few of our own. We also dip back into an ongoing discussion around real-life creative communities, and Sean shares the story of a recent evening he spent with a group of creatives in York at a Pecha Kucha event. Here we go. Telling me it's got 12 hours left. I'm like, I'm not that verbose. <laughs> you may only speak for a 12-hour block, and then we must After silence that, you. that, we're cutting you off. We're, we're silencing you. You've had enough, sir. You can cut me off. No one will be listening after that, I promise. That's right. Uh, yeah, let me, you know what? Let me go in there as well. I have taken temporarily, uh, I've taken the mix cast out of the mix. Uh huh. And I've gone it's back. Falling out of favor. No, no, no. It's not falling out of favor. It's just, it's going to take some fiddling to get it right because I, I, I'm so used to my channel strip and, and how I sound. I like how you sound. Thank you. So I, I may just turn off all of the tone controls and just use the compressor. So I want to do some tests to see how that works. I've also reached out to uh, Zoom to see if they would send me a P4, their little their little portable. Basically, it's it's um okay. You know the the Zoom, the H5 and the H6. Yep. The P4 is basically an H5 without. A mic. Oh uh, yeah. It's it's just got four XLR inputs, and it's also got the ability to do a TRRS uh, from a phone. Oh, that's But it's cool. portable. Uh, Seventy dB of gain on the preamps, so it's just this tiny little portable but thing. What you want to do in the future, though, like tiny portable, not have to plug into computers or power sources, is kind of what you're looking for, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I've reached out to them to see if they'll send me one of those. And I reached out to Rode and said, hey, uh, Tascam have sent me this thing. Would you be willing to send me one? I'd like to do a, you know, a, a roundup, a, a fairly deep roundup, not just reading off specs and say, look, here's the compressor for this one. Here's the compressor for this one. What do you think? Here's the tone control for this one. Here's the tone control for that one. I mean, it, I, yeah, it's also a very nice little series for your channel. Doing like uh, I think so too. I don't know of many. I've I found one other that does uh, deep dives, but only on the roadcaster. He doesn't do comparisons with other things. Um, yeah. But for that podcast space, lots of people are trying to get in, but don't understand the gear at all, or don't know what they're listening for. That'd be a, a good gap to fill. I think it could be really fun, and what a terrific way to sort of initiate my physical podcast space, my new studio yeah. with doing a deep dive on what you need to get into recording for, for podcasts. A great idea. Starting out the episode going, look, well, I built the space and now I'm gearing it out, getting ready to, to go here. Are the things I've discovered. Yeah. That's a great idea. I think it could be really cool. Yeah. So do any of these emails stand out for you as something to talk about, or should we just respond to them after? I mean, not really. I know there's a bunch of NFT stuff in there. I'm kind of done with it. I don't know about you. Um, I think I am. Until we get yeah. until we get other people on to have that discussion. Um, yeah. And then the other stuff was like the, uh, the the community thing. But I mean, you know, these things about oh, we should just use Flickr, and I, I'm like, yeah, okay, then use Flickr. But that's not. It doesn't really cut it because none of us are doing that. We're not incorporating that to our lives. There's lots of things it doesn't do. And it isn't yeah. very community focused. I mean, yes, people intentionally use it that way, but it's not really set up very well to be used that way. 
Um, and I, no. I find it very clunky personally. I do too. And many of the other options are simply bulletin boards that are yes. topic driven. Yeah. There is one that stuck out for me and I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. If you haven't, check out 100asa.com. Oh yeah, I saw the link for that. I didn't click on it. That has some potential and it looks like it's it's got a lot of what we have talked about in the past for uh, what we'd like to see in platforms. It looks pretty interesting. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. Visually, it's nice. Yeah, it it's is. it's got a, a a terrific layout to it. Uh, I I like you know they're basing a lot of the 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 status on the platform, if you will, on reputation and how how your feedback is is received, and uh, so it's it, they're close. They're they're the closest thing that I've seen so far, anyway. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. I'll have to look at that. Take some time and look through. Yeah. First glance, it's definitely the most interesting option that I've seen so far. It's got a little bit of a 500 PX feel, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which honestly, I didn't, I didn't mind 500 PX. No, I was just going to say the same thing. And they got greedy. And, yeah. and they started, well, they got greedy, plus it became a softcore porn site. <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, because they yeah. started having those ratings on images. Yeah. Do you remember? They sort of gamified it and then all the ones with naked women in it seem to be the ones with the highest scores. You go, who's rating these? Right. <laughs> like, like how, how is this working? And then, of course, that means they'd appear on every feed because they were top rated. And it's like, okay, all right, this is definitely <laughs> men running this platform. Like, push, hey, have you seen this lady? She's attractive. Like, oh, come on, man. Okay. There, right. there was one back in the day that I really liked. It was called Photo Blur, F-O-T-O Blur. Hmm. It was a platform and a magazine. And I think you can probably, yes, you can. Okay. So photo blur, you can still find issues of the magazine on issue, I-S-S-U-U, the, uh, the online publishing platform. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really well done. It was all bespoke. They didn't use an existing platform. All the code was written, uh, custom, but it was really cool. And, um, if you use the, the Google Wayback machine, you can go back and see some of the, the UI design mm. and see how the thing actually looked, but it was a really cool community. And this was, it was a competitor to Flickr when Flickr first started gaining traction, but I just, I found it to be, um, a little more engaging. The photos were a little more thoughtful. And then they had this magazine that they produced as well. But I don't know what happened. I don't know if they ran out of money or, or just lost interest or the publishers moved on. I have no idea how or why it, it left the scene, but it just disappeared one day and it was gone. Hmm. Yeah, there's just, there's just still that gap, isn't there? There's, no, there's nothing quite right. Um, but again, I think, I think you and I have sat and we've tried to work out what is the, what is the right. And that's a very hard question to answer in specifics you know what what do you it is difficult want? and i think we opened that up didn't we we asked people what do you what do you want to see and I th I, we haven't had a lot of that we've had like oh i like this one for this reason i like that one for that reason but it doesn't do these things but i don't think anyone sat down and gone like this would be a great social slash let's take photography seriously or art or whatever let's give each other feedback well let's build a an intentional community that's supportive that we contribute to making work, you know, it's, it's, uh, 
it's quite it's quite a difficult thing to formulate i think i wonder if that's that's the difficulty is I can't put my finger on what exactly I want, but I know that none of these are hitting it for me. Is the difficulty in articulating what it is that you do want when it hasn't really been done before? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's also, it's, it's pointless trying to start something like we said, because we're against other things instead of for something else. You've got to work out what you're for. What's the important things to you? Right. Because it's your responsibility to come up with the, the alternative or the solution you know, and I, I, I don't have an alternative or a solution. I, I've got ideas, mm-hmm. but you know, if, if some genius web designer came to me today and said, okay, I'll build it for you. What is it? I'd be like, oh gosh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> you know, I, I'd yeah. have to do a lot yeah. of work still. You know what? I, I've got it on a post-it note somewhere. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. Oh man. Or more likely 20. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Scattered all yes. over the house. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, there's one yeah. in the car under a seat, I'm sure, <laughs> next to that McDonald's chip that never degrades. There's one. <laughs> oh, like man. you're here. I know, I know. Yeah, I've never been to your house, but I've been to your house, if you know what I mean. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a strange thing. I mean, like you, you, you brought up right on target. We got a lot of people going, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? Pointing to existing platforms that all for one reason or another missed the mark, but nobody has really sat down and said, well, look, here are the five features that I need to have. Here are 10 things that I'd like to have. Yeah. Yeah. And they are right though. Like, I mean, I've used Flickr before and the the great thing about Flickr are the groups. If you get somebody Mm -hmm. who moderates a group really well and a community that plays by the rules of that group, whatever it is. And that, that, that I do like Flickr for is it's almost like the platform is clunky, uh, mm-hmm. but people have used groups very creatively and built great little communities there. Um, so you can go find them. I just really don't like the UI and I find, right. I find trying to encourage people to, to go to Flickr and spend any time there. It's just not on people's radar these days. So it doesn't really hit it for those reasons. But yeah, I have seen some great Flickr groups, but I almost feel like they're a great group of people struggling against bad UI rather than Flickr's mm-hmm. amazing. Do you know what I mean? And has, has SmugMug done much to improve the, the, the UI UX or is it just same, same skin, different owner? I haven't checked out the, yeah, I haven't either. To be honest, I haven't heard anything good about it or anything about it, to be honest, either way. But, um, yeah, I mean, SmugMug were originally just, uh, they were a portfolio website platform, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about the community side of that. I don't know what that looks like. I wonder whether Instagram is just too big to leave. I mean, are, are, are people fighting against that too? It doesn't matter what features or benefits or, or ethos or culture a new platform would offer. Yeah. But you're not, you're not going to compete with Instagram. Like the, to start something new is not to go up against Instagram. It's to offer what Instagram can't because Instagram isn't really a photography platform. Right, right, right. It's, it's, a, it's, it's um, a social let me show off about my life platform that happens to be in using photographs to do that. But it's, photography is not the point of Instagram. And certainly quality photography is not the point of Instagram. Photographers use it, but so does everybody else for whatever they want right. to use it for. So it's not really about photography. It's about social and photography just happens to be the medium. It's finding something that's that 
photography first or art first. I'd love to see it. I know you would as well, broader than just photography, but people, you know, um, putting in uh, paintings that they've done or, or songs that they've written or, you know, where you're actually making things and sharing things and feeding back to each other as a community, uh, giving constructive feedback. Like that's, that's what I'd love to see. Um, yeah. And, you know, Instagram is a mess of everything. It's not for creators, it's for everything. And the, the feedback on there is non-existent, really. It's like buttons and very short comments. There's no sort of meaningful, well, not a lot of meaningful feedback unless people are intentional about it. But to, to create a space where that was the ethos, that was the, that was the culture of a, of, of a platform, that, hey, we're here to make things, to share them with each other and to give each other meaningful feedback on these things. Um, right. That's, that's the thing that's missing, I think. And if you created that, it would have a tiny audience, a fraction of Instagram only ever. It would never compete with Instagram, but that's not its point. It's to serve those people who want that. Um, right. But yeah, build that, the engagement, build the community. Yeah. And those people would still all be on Instagram, I'm sure, but because right. they use right, 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 different right. things, it's more the social thing, you know? Adrian sent me uh, uh, a thing today. There's a new... Um, let me find it. It is called Sip and Develop. It's a new photography studio that combines a bring your own beverage social gathering space with dark rooms that allow customers to develop film ah. opening in our town on March 5th. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely report back once the thing opens, but Man, an actual wet darkroom space. <laughs> yes, please, please. <laughs> Start my little sideline hustle of developing yeah, people's yeah. films. Go, go get yourself a coffee and develop my films for me. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I kind of love it, though. Yeah. I mean, it's... What a, what a terrific idea. I went to a talk uh, last week, Thursday. Um, they, have, they do this thing called Pecha Kutcha. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, mm -mm. it's basically 20 by 20, it's 20 slides and you get 20 seconds on each slide. So each, Oh, this is the thing you told me about yeah. in York. So yeah, people okay. basically speak for six minutes and something, but, uh, it's, it was run by a group called York creatives and, mm -hmm. uh, they had eight speakers and really interesting people. You know, there was an illustrator who does, uh, like Lord of the Rings style maps that he's now been commissioned to oh, put neat. on pens and journals and everything else. And he's, he does the most beautiful like uh, ink dot illustrations of animals, stunning stuff. Oh, beautiful. wow. Uh, someone who'd shot a, a short film uh, on, on no budget all on her own, which is in festivals now, a, a clothes designer, musician, a playwright. Like there was everybody doing these little oh, talks. Oh, cool. Yeah, wow. about how they got there. And I'm actually meeting um, the guy who, who sort of helms York Creatives on on Friday to talk about, you know, cause I, I, I don't want to go in and take over. I want to get stuck in. I want to, I want to work out where I could slot in and meet people there right. as well. And it's lovely to see groups who are already trying to create that community side of things. And it's, it's turned into, it seems to have turned into, um, a, a, a lot of collaboration happening between all these different people as well, because he did a book last year, which, uh, he went around, the, the creative spaces and studios of all these different sorts of artists, like I said, musicians and painters and writers and photographers. And he took photographs of their spaces and brought out a book 
uh, on York Creative Spaces. Oh, that's cool. Uh, photographing them and uh, interviewing the people about what they do and putting it together in this book, which I thought is a is a really lovely idea. And it's they're mm-hmm. actually at the moment trying to raise funds to buy a barge which will live on the river in York. And shut up. Yeah. And then they can, and that have, will be their permanent home. Yeah. That'll be their event space. So oh, that's so you'll cool. go down and you'll have the talks and everything on the barge on the river. And I really love that. I love that someone's doing that. And, uh, yeah, I just want to chat to him and see where I can get stuck in or help out there. It's just lovely that someone's taken the initiative to, yeah. to do it. His name's Ben Porter. If, if anyone's in the York area, um, yeah. Now would you, would you do something are you looking for some way that you can serve that community? Are you looking for some way you can highlight, maybe do videos about different creators? Like where do you see yourself fitting into that endeavor? I don't, I don't really want to No, I, I mean, I think they're doing fine. They don't need my help in terms of running it. I just want to, mm-hmm. I just want to have uh, a community, you know, yeah. for, selfishly for, for me. And I'm, I'm thinking at the moment about, um, I can't remember where we've spoken about it on the podcast, but you and I have spoken about it definitely about potentially um, kitting out a studio space in York for portraits that I can then rent out to other photographers so that it pays the rent on the place. Um, but also, you know, try then, this is why I'm meeting Ben because I'm like, where are these creative spaces? Where do people hang out? Cause I know some have spaces all in the same buildings. They can hang out with each other on lunch breaks and coffee breaks. And I love that community feel of people making things together, even though they do very different things. So to try and work out how I can plug into the same sorts of spaces, if I'm going to set Mm -hmm. something up there is, is a a nice thing to do. You know, I think as, as people who make things, I mean, you know, this as well as I do, you can be, you can be very isolated. Um, yeah, you know, just, most of the time. Which I don't mind, honestly. I do like working on my own, but there is, there is a part of it that that it is nice when I get to sit down with other people who make things. And maybe if you make a little bit of an effort, you can plug in on your own terms. You know, you don't have to be in each other's faces all day, but you know, to have those interactions that sort of feed your um, curiosity or inspiration. I, I get really inspired by people who do completely different things to me. And just being around people who make other things, I think is always good for them and for you, you know? Yeah. I think it only can ever make your work better and more interesting, getting, getting varied sorts of input and inspiration and and getting outside of what's comfortable. I think it only can help. I think so. Yeah. Is there a a dedicated kind of an arts neighborhood or arts district in, in York? Is there a, like a defined area? I mean, if there is, I don't know York well enough yet to know what it is. I don't think so, York. I'm not sure. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, York itself, the centre of York is a very creative city centre. It's a beautiful city. I mean, the the, the centre of the city has been there for a couple of thousand years, and it's walled. It's still got all the ancient walls all the way around it, the, the, the actual centre, and they're turning it into uh, pedestrian only in the, in the coming years. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's all, it's all kind of these beautiful old buildings and lots of them are taken up with, there's lots of galleries with people who paint their own stuff and they sell it and, um, all these kind of little studio spaces. So the center itself is pretty creative. I would imagine a lot of people just try to find space in there, but there are also little kind of, uh, industrial areas just outside that major center where you've got sort of these, um, old brick factory buildings that have been turned into, mm-hmm. you know, subdivided into these little studios and stuff as well. 
All things being equal, if you're going to kit out a space, would you want it in York proper or would you rather be in one of these industrial kind of former factory spaces? Do you have a sense of where you'd like to be? I think for me, I would want to be central just because one of the big issues with where I am is, is I, I mean, and I did a video on this last year, I have set up a studio for myself in my garage and it's, you know, I can, mm-hmm. I can do great portraits and it's the first time I've been able to set all this kit up in a space that I've owned, which is great. But how to say this, people in the UK don't like traveling. <laughs> they, 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 right. they get stuck in their towns and they kind of stay there <laughs> and getting any, like going to somewhere an hour away is a big deal to a lot of them right. in their head. So I'm here already. Why do I need exactly, to go there? Exactly. So <laughs> uh, even though I have this, spe- which, which is uh, completely foreign to me because I grew up in Africa, mostly where everything is far apart. If I went to visit my brother for a weekend, it would be 17 hours each way in the car. That's because things each are far way. apart. Um, we used to live in, uh, Lesotho. That's amazing. That, that, that's like driving from here to Colorado. Yeah. But we just do <laughs> it because something it's everything crazy spread like that. Out. That's the cities are spread out. You know, I mean, when we lived in wow. Lesotho, when I was a kid, we go, we go shopping in Johannesburg once a week because the shops in Masiru weren't very good. Uh, but that mean that meant an international border crossing and four hours drive each way just to go to the shops once a week. Um, so eight hours drive and two border crossings. And if you forgot something at the shops, you'd really curse because, Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? That's just normal. So coming here and people don't travel is, is really weird to me, especially be, it being such a small country. Um, mm-hmm. but because of that, I've realized that I'm not going to get people to come and get portraits in, in the North York Moors. So I need a base that's close to a train station because then people will do it. If they could just hop on a train, right. hop off at the station and walk to the studio because it's fairly central, then they're more likely to do it. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I kind of love that. Not only, uh, the community aspect of it, but just the type of, engagement and the type of work that's going to come out of that engagement, I think could be really incredible for you. Yeah. It also gives me a base in the city itself Mm -hmm. that I don't have to live in the city, but I can go in, I've got a parking space there. I've got a a studio space where I don't have to set anything up. It's all just plug and play in terms of the Mm -hmm. gear. And it's an event space if I want to do talks or anything else. Um, Kind of is pretty attractive, I think, as an idea. So Uh, I am looking into it. This is why I'm having these meetings this week, just to have a look at what the options are and what, what that kind of thing costs. And and I'm, I also might talk to another guy who I'll see if I can rope him in to run it a little bit um, mm-hmm. because that means I can sort of don't have, I don't have to do the admin around it. He can take the bookings and look after the gear and, you know, right, take, right, right. take a cut off the top to pay for his time. And, you know, maybe, maybe it works out. Um, this was always in my mind anyway, but it, I'm just kind of, pushing the timetable up, up a little bit because why not, you know? And if yeah. it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'll pay for rent for a year up front. And if it doesn't work, I can bail, you know, it's, and close it right. down. No, no loss. Would you hire it out to other photographers who want to come in and shoot? Yeah. Or is this going to be only for you? No, no. The whole, the whole point would be to, because also when I came to York, I tried to find uh, a studio that was well kitted out for portraits that I could just rent mm. like I did in London. And I couldn't find anything. Um, there were some things, but they were a little ropey, honestly. So there is a need there that there, there, there's a big hole. Uh, so if I could fill that, yes, the idea would be to, to put in some decent gear in there that you could, you could do portraits really easily, really nicely, and then get people 
coming in, hiring it for two, four, eight hours at a time, and then that pays the rent on the place. So it actually, in the end, that would be great, and hopefully, you know, pays for the gear in the long run and all the other stuff as well. That's the idea. Yeah. And would you buy additional gear just for that space, or so that you don't have any gear at home, or would you move things back? How how do you handle that? I think I'm going to buy from scratch. Yeah. Just because I, my gear is fine, but it's it's old. Uh, I, I, know, mm-hmm. I know how to use it and get around it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be comfortable renting that to other photographers. So I think I try and get a, a complete system within itself. I mean, I've got two Bones lights. I've got an old Alien B. I've got some Godox lights, you know, triggers are different for everything. Like I get a, right. I get a plug and play system, like three or four lights and a, a selection of modifiers. It's all the same brand, all the same trigger system and keep it as simple as possible. I think. Yeah. You know, I, I'm no marketing guy, Sean, but it it sounds like a terrific opportunity for Aperture or Profoto or <laughs> you are a marketing Ellen guy. Chrome. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Hi, Bron Color. Mm. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's an idea. Um, see, I'll see what happens. How great! And then a built-in space for doing talks, doing uh, workshop events, uh, having other people come in and do talks. I mean, what a cool idea! Which, which is why I want something central and a little bit quirky would be quite nice in one of these old buildings. Yeah. So it's a it's a nice place to go to. Yeah, I mean, I, I really this year want to get back to doing workshops and specifically portrait workshops. So having a dedicated space would mean I could be doing that once a month if I wanted. You know, I mean, yeah. which would be great. Um, and people mm-hmm. will travel if there's a station close by in this country. So they will hop on the train from London and come up because it's an hour and 50 minutes on the train. You know, they'll do that for a day. But they're not going to drive because that's very scary. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I get that. I get that. I mean, I, I rarely drive into D.C. and it's only, you know, to from here to the capital is 10 miles or something. But I would rather... Even though it takes longer, I would rather go to the train station, get on the red line and take the red line down. Yeah, I, I think the reason I don't think about that in my head is we didn't have public transport in South Africa. There were no trains. Mm. There was there were no I mean, you could get in a taxi, but you'd be taking your life in your hands. Um, so you drove <laughs> everywhere. No, seriously, like anyone in South Africa know, knows exactly what I'm talking about now when I say you can't get in a taxi, but it's dicey. I mean, because when you say taxi in South Africa as well, you're not talking Uber or a car, you're talking a minibus. And oh. I mean, these things, they would pack them with, I mean, they're seat 15, they try pack 25 in and, um, th- it would be, I mean, I once saw a guy, and this is without a word of a lie. He, he, he had, the driver was trying to pack so many people in that he, he pushed his own seat forward. He'd taken the steering wheel off because then he could get closer what? to, to the, um, and, and he'd attached a wrench to the steering wheel column. Shut up. That he had in front of the steering wheel column so he could be almost right up against it so he could fit as many people in behind him as possible. So you really take your life in your hands. I mean, Safety first. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Got to worry about your passengers. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, oh, my I, I gosh. Just, I just drove, you know, because... Yeah, I, that, would, that would not... I, mm, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a, a, a terrific direction for this year. I think so. Yeah, I think it'll be good. And I just I you know, with things opening up again, we're definitely moving it feels like from pandemic to endemic uh mm-hmm. as where we're just going to get on with this thing now um and get back to life and try and manage it as best we can, which means people will start coming out to events again. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm just trying to put myself in a place where if that happens, I can hit the ground running and we'll see what, see what transpires. Man, I, I hope you're right uh, in the States as well. Cause I, there are, there's so much that I want to do that is basically has to be in person. I can't, I can't remote in to, you know, people who I've never met before in a small Pennsylvania town or something. I have to be there. I have to, yeah. I have to be yeah. in front of them engaging and, and they have to see me and I have to see them. I mean, you could, I, I don't know what the States is doing at the moment. Are you locking down or anything? What's going on? It's state by state, but it's for where we are. It's, it's not great, but it's, you know, indoor dining i think is is open and oh, okay. you know yeah. as long as you're masked and vaccinated and things and i and i would absolutely be respectful of distance and things like that it's not like but if you, you, know, outdoors, you can't go out which you probably would be doing a lot of interviews with people outdoors and stuff anyway i think you're already in a place where you could start thinking about that mm -hmm. i mean even indoors if we're yeah. you know if i'm on one end of the, of the living room and sitting across from them or if we're across a dining room table yeah. and you know I, I think it'll be fine it's it's really me just wanting to be respectful of where other people are at sure. in how 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 proximate they want to get. Sure, I mean uh, where, where we are at the moment, it's most restrictions have been lifted. We're kind mm -hmm. of mostly back to normal already, which I was surprised at. I thought I, I thought we're definitely going to lock down over winter, and it's going to take us a while where there's going to have to warm back up. But we didn't lock down, yeah. and yeah. restrictions are being lifted again. I think this thing just ripped through the population was super contagious, but not very virulent, which is best case scenario. We get some kind of herd immunity with vaccines and, and this thing being passed around anyway, and we can kind of get start getting back to things is, is what it seems to be, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited because as you know, as you and I have talked about, I'm, I'm thinking about switching gears and f more than thinking about it actually just now it's getting it into place and figuring out what it actually looks like um but it's, you want to share a bit of that it's good um i mean it's still a bit nebulous but i mean is it is it interesting i mean you and i have talked about it but well i think it is and i think i think it's i think it you're going to be interested by the feedback people give you cuz i i'm mm, I mean, if you wanted to, if you want to talk about, it, I'll I'll leave it open ended just in case you don't. But I I, th I think you've had some fears around shifting gears that are unfounded from from where I'm sitting. I think I have, yeah. In in my opinion, I mean, where I see it, I feel like I've kind of painted myself into a corner in talking to and about photography because that's what I've primarily been doing since 2008, 2009. Yeah. Um. And most of the conversations that I have recorded, even, you know, with regard to process driven, it's been around photography and I love photography. Don't get me wrong. I really do. But I feel a need to take a break and step away from photography and pursue the stuff that really lights me up. Mm -hmm. And it, it, there has definitely been a fear about, well, if this is the expectation and I stray from that, will there be crickets on the other end? And I mean, you were very kind when we talked about it. And I, th I think the more I've thought about it, I think you're right. Um, and I was talking to Adrian. I said, you know, what, what are the things that I talk about all the time? Because I, 
I blather on so much that if you ask me what I talk about all the time, I may get it right. I may not because I'm talking so much that too busy talking. (laughs) I don't think about it. I just, I just go. And she said, I'm going to paraphrase. I don't remember exactly, but she said, design, movies, music, and stories, and sometimes video games. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, okay. And I don't think it's any real surprise. I mean, I've tested the waters on process driven here and there talking to, I mean, I spoke to Alex Rosenberg, who's a terrific glass blower. Oh, uh, 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 Elliot and Bethany, also terrific glass blowers, uh, musicians, you know, here and there, but yeah. the bulk of it has been photography. So I have been either consciously or subconsciously kind of testing it, but I think, I think it's time to, to, to at least temporarily draw a line in the sand and go, look, I'm, I'm going to step away from, from talking to photographers for a while and, and really pursue uh, design and creativity and art and creativity and, and music and creativity and, and step away from, from the photographic portion of it. I still love photography, don't get me wrong, but uh, I mean, just, you know, to give you an idea of what's coming up on Process Driven, I, a, a former CIA analyst who is now a, an author, I've reached out to uh, uh, different artists. I've reached out to uh, metal artists. I've reached out to uh, fabric and soft goods artists, uh, painters, um, another musician coming up. So I feel really good about it. I hope people will come along with me because this is really where I think more of my own interest lies. Is that fair? Absolutely. I mean, to me, the biggest, the biggest thing Adrian said to you is the, is the design aspect, because Mm -hmm. I mean, that really resonated with me with what I know about you is, is you're fascinated with how things work and why people make things the way that they do. And that, that, I think that's where you can start to put things like video games and music and films under that umbrella as well. Like how did they put this together? Why did they make the choices they did, which is all process driven. And I, I, I said to you, like, I don't think people listen to podcasts for the subject matter as much as they do for the person. And you have an audience who aren't tech geeks, I don't think. There are, there are let's be frank, way better podcasts to listen to if you want to shop for gear. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, yes, please. I mean, so you don't have that audience anyway. You have people who are right. fascinated by the why questions. And I mm-hmm. think you've got an audience who it doesn't matter what you talking about and to who you're talking about that like it's always going to be something creative that you're going to be interested in i would imagine and you're what going to want to know the why questions which is i can't think of a single person who go oh well jeffrey's not talking about camera lenses anymore i'm leaving well jeffrey was never talking about camera lenses so <laughs> maybe you misunderstood what he was doing. one that one guy yeah, in yeah, wisconsin exactly. is going to be like hey <laughs> hey uh, where's the where's, this isn't what i signed up for to help shopping for my new ipad he's not talking about apple right. products like think about it for a second <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's uh, not yeah. it's not the, what you it's not the value of what you do and i think anyone who's been following for a while knows that and i think yeah. you've you've by the sound of it had like i wonder what people will do if i shift gears slightly uh, I, I think they will only. I've wondered that for years, Sean. Yeah. And, I, and I've held back for years, literally mm. for years, thinking about, you know, and, and wanting to go in different directions and wanting to. I mean, you know, we talked about this in Paris. What was that? Four years ago? Was it? Oh, gosh, really? 
That's terrifying. Yeah, 18. Wasn't it 18? Maybe. And we were walking around talking about this then. And I just, I had such reluctance. And it's, it's not that I have this massive following, this massive audience that, that, you know, it, I'm, I'm protective. I, I have a small audience, but they're very engaged. I want to keep doing things that they are interested in. But, but they are interested in your perspective and the things that you're interested in. You, I think you've attracted a crowd of people who, who have your, uh, what would you call it? Who have your fascination with how things work and people and, yeah. and the choices that they make. And that's what you're interested in. I think you, you pull people to it's, it's I think about it with my YouTube channel the same way is that I think I got rid of the gearheads a long time ago. And I've, mm-hmm. I, I'm attracting people who care about the things I care about. They're the ones who are still hanging around. So I can just confidently, I think, make make the the films that I want to make, knowing that if they interest me, they will interest those who've been hanging around for a while. It, there's like a dist- right. distillation process that happens automatically the longer you do something. People who want you to talk about gear, because you mentioned it once in a video or a podcast, but you never did again, they're not going to hang around. They'll They'll move on. Um, right. So you distill it down to that stuff. I don't think you'll have a single person upset about that decision at all. They'll be with you. I hope not. And I and I can already feel myself getting excited about the potential. I mean, I I, I told you about Adrian and I were walking out out and walking the dog the other night, and it was really cold. And I I just bought this new Eddie Bauer tactical. Uh, puffer coat type thing doesn't doesn't use any stitching they've, they've fused all the fabric together and there's a little little video of you know them working with climbers and outdoors people on on coming up with this thing and i thought man i wonder what the considerations are for designing something like this like what 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 do you what are the, what are the three things or four things that that you really think about and what do you sacrifice first what do you focus on first and uh and adrian was just like you can't not yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just can't not. Exactly. And I thought, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Why not? And I reached out to Eddie Bauer and I said, Hey, who would I talk to? Who would I, who, who can you point me to, to have a conversation about your design process when it comes to clothing? Mm. And I'm awaiting a response because I think for me, that would be a really interesting conversation. And hopefully other people will find that interesting too, if and when it ever happens. And I, I said to you, like that, I, to me, it's almost like the podcast version of the, that abstract series that was on Netflix. Wasn't that great? Yeah, I, I loved, loved it. it. I loved it. So diving into shoe design the once or, the, or a photographer, you know, they did Platon, didn't they? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, whoever, like they were doing um, architectural design or graphic design. Everything was a different subject. But the whole point was in the, similar to Chef's Table. Yeah. You know, it might be about different sorts of food each time, but it's more about the person and their journey and their story and why they made the decisions they made, which is which is you in a nutshell. So to me, you're you're moving towards which is always the right direction for you i reckon that kind of broad subject broader subject matter than photography certainly that's about yeah. people and creativity and journey and decision making that lead to design i think it's i think it's perfect well and i think i i've i've talked about doing it and i never really followed through on it but what i would like to do is at the end of every conversation turn that back around to my guest and go okay if you've enjoyed this, and I hope you have, who do you think I should talk to? Yeah. 
who would you find interesting or who do you know that I, that you think I should talk to that, that would be an interesting conversation Yeah, and start to build this, this network of respect and admiration amongst the people that I'm talking to. I love it. Instead of me just going to people I, I admire, it's, it's the people who I admire. It's the people who they admire. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the word of mouth is the best. I mean, it's, it's exactly the approach I'm taking for this new portrait project I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So when I photograph somebody, I'm asking them, who am I going to next? You tell me. Introduce me, I love that. introduce me to somebody because if I cold email or cold call people, it's, it's, it's too easy to ignore. But if you tell right. me about your friend who I should definitely talk to and photograph, then hopefully I can, I, I've got a way in that, that everything is connected when I look back in three years. Yeah. Yeah. And that act in and of itself builds community. Yes, absolutely. So there's community at, at, at all levels of the, of that process, whether it's at the creation process, the distribution process, the engagement or enjoyment of it. Yep. There's community at every level. And that's, I think, what each of us are striving for and have been. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, me too. You know, we hope you like listening to Deep Natter as much as we like doing it. And we'd love to hear from you. Are there specific topics that you'd like us to talk about? Do you have questions that you'd like us to take a stab at answering? Write it out, or better yet, record an audio message and send it to deepnatter at gmail.com. That's D-E-E-P-N like Nancy, A-T-T-E-R at gmail.com. Subscribe to Jeffrey Sidoris Everything in your favorite podcast app. You can support the show by leaving a review or a rating wherever you listen or share it on social media. And you can help support the costs of producing the shows by tapping the donate button on my website at jeffreysadoris.com. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S.com. And for those of you who have already tapped that button, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You can connect with Sean on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Tuck. That's S-E-A-N-T-U-C-K. On his website at seantucker.photography or by searching for Sean Tucker on YouTube. Connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeffrey Sidoris. And as always, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it and we hope you'll come back for the next one. <laughs>